0: And welcome to episode 187 of GeekTower Radio, and we're back for our first episode of 2019. And joining me this week is... Matt! How are you hey, doing? David. I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well. You've got a little, little new intro now, so... <laughs> yes, I missed that. I missed that thing. Yes. <laughs> that's. Too long. That's the uh, the little intro thing from Twenty Four for those of you that aren't fans. Although why you're not fans, I don't. It's a great yeah, show. My
1: uh, my favorite show.
0: Yes. So, so uh, what have you been up to over the festive period? Well, I got a uh, PSVR
1: headset system, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Um, over Christmas. And first piece of advice, if you go to play it for the first time, don't stand up because I did that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't work very well. I went to I went to do the uh, drive club demo because I thought, oh, I'll just sit in the car and look around and, and drive. And no, that, that, that didn't work very well. I'm not very good with the games that have your character to in the game move about as much i'm not uh, i'm not quite like as used to those yet right um my, my favorite game in the whole thing so far has been the london heist thing right yeah, yeah. um and uh i think that's that game's actually done very very well it's a, it's a bit short but it's one of those kind of short ones that, that they have in there i yeah. brought tumble vr which is basically a little sort of um puzzle sort of builder Game. They they have different games within that. But uh, one of the one of the games in there is like you have little shapes and you kind of have to build them up. You sort of do that using the VR thing. Yeah. In the uh, the heist thing, there's this bit where you're sitting on this little sofa and this guy comes in the room and like he uh, he's telling you about you know the the bank job that you're gonna do. Yeah. And uh, I thought the whole thing looked really really good. And uh, there's a couple of little achievements and things in there where um you've got um a cigarette and a light on the table. You get an achievement for lighting that and and smoking it yeah and uh what's the other one there's there's a there's a bit in there where it says hey can you give me a light or something and and you lift the thing up and light that as well uh you get an achievement for that there's also a little bit in there where uh he gives you like an earpiece and a phone and um, yeah
0: you have to put the thing in your ear yeah yeah
1: yeah and, and it, it like you sort of pick it up with the controller or whatever you're using And uh, you put it to, like, the side of your head, kind of, and it just sort of clicks in or whatever. Yeah. Um, There's also a bit later in it where uh, someone's giving you the phone to talk to someone. And if you take, you know, the phone with the controller and then put it on the right side of your head, it will go through, like, the right earpiece (laughs) that you've got in which is really good. It's just a lot of those little touches (laughs) that made the whole thing really, really good as well. There's also apparently an achievement in that bit for putting this phone on speaker, but I I didn't manage to do that. (laughs) Uh, And then there's bits in there, of course, the main actual shooting thing. Yeah. When you you, you go pick up the gun and you you shoot around and stuff and you can, of course, like dark and look look where you want, which is like kind of the whole idea of it. Um, Have you played the heist one?
0: Is there a full game version of the heist? Because there's one that comes as part of the initial package. I think, that comes with it. And I I don't know whether that's like a shortened version or whether there's a full game version as well, but I'm playing the one that's come with the... the the psvr
1: there's one that you get is called vr worlds that's the, the yeah. full games for all of those and then there's right i okay. think i think on the the, the vr demos because there's two of them that you can download for free okay uh, on the playstation store that has like a demo version of that which is a different thing yeah uh, it's like a it's like a separate shooting range
0: yeah it's um, the uh it's the i have played it then because i've played the vr worlds version so yeah
1: okay yeah that that was really good um i tried um not farpoint firewall zero. Firewall zero. yeah i i really really like the shooting mechanics of it and everything but um there's the bit where you, you go in and i picked like the hotel the i think it was the gym or the hotel that i picked and you have to i chose to be defender and i just feel like the way in that one that you move around is very quite jarring um right. the shooting mechanics themselves where you're moving around you're looking and you can if you line the gun up in the right way you can look like through the red dot sight and stuff which is a really nice touch again but yeah once once like two or three guys started coming in the room and it's a bit intimidating because like they're actually right in front of you because you know if you're playing a normal game on on a tv it's like on a tv but yeah. you're in the vr thing and there's a guy kind of right in front of you shooting at you and yeah, yeah. it's a bit more intimidating and stuff but i just feel like that With that one, it got to the point where like two or three guys were in the room and they were throwing flashbangs and stuff. And uh, I I didn't quite like that so much. It was just like there was a lot going on in in the game and stuff. But uh, I thought the mechanics of the shooting were really good, though. Yeah. Um, But no, I I recommend it. It's probably the cheapest version of VR out there. And uh, 80 plus million people have a PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. There's a lot of you that have it. So. It's,
0: it, is a, it is a great VR system, uh, only enhanced by the fact that Beat Saber is now available on it. And uh, if you've yeah, heard Bex taught on the podcast quite a lot, uh, Bex is obsessed with Beat Saber. And uh, it is a fabulous, <laughs> fabulous game. I really like it. Robinson the Journey was another really good game that I I really liked. Uh, okay. Not a shooter thing or anything. It's it's far more kind of adventure game than that. But I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really fun. And uh, Astro... Astrobot, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Astrobot, I, pl- the, I played some of that as well. That was the, really good.
0: Yeah. Astrobot's really, really good. It's basically a platformer, but done in sort of full mm-hmm. 3D. And uh, that's, it's it's sometimes a little difficult to get the mechanics of, of that yeah, because you have you're to having literally to, look
1: around the corner. And yeah.
0: Stuff. You're having to <laughs> physically look around objects to, yeah. to actually see where the character goes and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's an amazing version of a sort of 3D platformer. So uh, yeah. th- those are the sort of top three ones i think i've probably played Mm -hmm. um i i'd
1: love to see a crash bandicoot game done in that way that'd be fun
0: yeah. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Yeah.
1: Or like a Mario game or obviously yeah. I prefer crash, but Mario done in that way. That'd be really good. Cause Moss is quite similar to that. It's sort of, you, you go into a little room and you have to sort of look around and, and puzzle solve a bit more. Yeah. Uh, Moss was quite good, but I only played the demo of Moss. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have played like the first world of Astro bot. I think there's like five or something, but that was really good, but uh, no, it's, it's really, really good. So, yeah. it's uh, a, it's have a you great... got the move controllers? Cause I haven't I have. got those yet.
0: I have got the move controllers as well, which yeah. is <laughs> you. you there's you certain, need you have to have the move controllers to play yeah, that. You have, yeah. Uh, for for beat saber i think you have to have the move controllers but okay. uh, i know
1: that uh, job simulator and the rick and morty game require that Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have
0: to get hold of the Rick and Morty game because Rick and Mm Morty is awesome. So um, that's definitely one that I want to get hold of. But uh, I have got uh, I bought Skyrim as well, which I've only tinkered with a little bit, just purely (laughs) because so I can have Skyrim on another platform that I won't finish it on. But um, on every platform (laughs) because it's on everything. But uh, yeah, and it's difficult because you can mod it so much for the PC, I you know, and you can't do that on the VR version. So it's fine, but the PC version is far superior so
1: you know. series i started this week and also finished this week big little lies which is on hbo sky atlantic hbo actually released a little a little clip i think it was last night at the golden globe awards uh where they had teasers for like uh watchmen yeah. and uh, game of thrones and what was it the other true detective and then they had a like a logo montage of all the stuff coming up so like you know uh, ballers and all the other sorts of shows and i assume the clip they showed for big little lies was uh, was season two yeah. Um, which is hopefully coming soon but it's it's in the same kind of wheelhouse as like Wanted and, and Good Girls and uh, those sorts of shows mm. of kind of like these these female sort of parents or women or uh, you know that, that sort of thing getting together and sort of uh, I mean depending on which which of the shows you're talking about uh, trying to sort of solve what's going on with this it's a case of um, it's more closer to uh, Good Girls than, than the others it's these sort of mothers you see them like take their kids to school and stuff and some of their children have some storylines as well uh, there's the guy that plays a uh, young Sheldon, he's in the show oh, as right, well. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. His, I think his character's name's Marty or something, but he's in it and he's uh, involved with this like bullying storyline. This girl is as well. And there's these sort of, uh, you know, nasty mothers that are trying to, you know, stir up trouble right. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but the whole mystery point to it, cause it's not, you know, it's yeah. not um, about <laughs> women that uh, take their kids to school. It's basically uh, it shows you these sort of mini flash forwards. There's been a murder, but you don't know who's been killed and you don't know who killed who. Right. But okay. As the series goes on, it's like okay, this person clearly hates this person, and, and was it them that killed someone? And they, they do reveal by the end of the first uh, uh, end of the first season who got killed and, and the whole situation. Right. I think one of the show's strengths, surprisingly, is the ability to create these really little stories. Lines and then, like, maybe half an episode later or two episodes later, that little thing gets connected to something much bigger and then kind of blows up much more, right? Okay. Um so, like, so like the bullying thing is kind of small at the start and then that really kind of builds up. And there's this like a particular relationship in the show that's a bit smaller and that kind of builds up. And then some of those kind of connect together as well. It, it does a lot of these sort of imagery, symbolism, kind of foreshadowing things, a bit like how um, Sharp Objects did it this year. I don't know if you saw uh, no. Sharp Objects. No, oh, it, it's
0: so some of it. Yes, I haven't yeah. finished watching it yet. Yeah, yes. these sort
1: of these sort of little flash forwards and showing bits of like emotion yeah, yeah. and stuff that yeah. sort of thing but uh re- really really good there's only seven episodes and they're like about 50 minutes each apart from i think the first and last I, episode i,
0: I did so. i missed it when it came out i do want to go back and watch it i just haven't got around to that yet
1: it was in someone's uh tv list that, that i came across i think it was on collider or something right yeah. and uh they mentioned it as like a really good show because i'd seen it you know around and stuff obviously the hbo so it's it's going to be quite big but uh no that's another another good hbo show yes so that was pretty good uh, house of lies i'm actually going to save a bit more of this until the good place finishes because then once that finishes and Kristen bell goes off the screen i can bring her back onto the screen because she's <laughs> in house of lies because uh, there's only four episodes left of a uh, good place for yes. this uh, half season but it's I, I talked about this maybe about a year ago on on geek town it's got uh this guy called marty he's played by john she is it chidi war machine
0: yes guy that plays war machine sk-
1: He's going to be the lead of uh, Allwood Carbon season two. Yes. He's like the main kind of con man, and he's the one that uh, he does the like house of cards type thing where he pauses a situation and he'll like talk to you and be like, these guys don't know what they're doing or, or whatever. It's, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it's that in a comedy way because in that it was Kevin yeah. Spacey saying, like, oh, I'm going to mess this person up or whatever it was <laughs> that he would say uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Yes. Um But uh, it's more of a comedy thing of like these, you know, he he says something quite comedic um, and he's got these other guys in there. And it's just a kind of fun show as well. But I'm going to kind of save it uh, until Good Place finishes as well. I'm not going to mention House of Cards, but I did finish it. It was fine. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I will say that Robin Wright does a really, really good job and you don't really miss Kevin Spacey in the final season. And the, the the way they deal with him is really, really good
0: so yeah uh, i've only watched the first episode of that so far i need to go back okay. and finish it but uh, yeah i enjoyed the first episode no you don't miss kevin spacey it, no. it, it at all in that it, yeah. i think i actually, I actually quite
1: well. liked his uh final scene i quite liked the, the way it was sort of done and at the time like it wasn't i don't know what their future plans were for the series but mm. the his, his final scene was very like huh it's kind of a... a interesting sort of works. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of unintentionally worked. But that's on Netflix as well, obviously. Uh, and then two more things. Wanted season three. Um, I thought I'd definitely put this on this list because nobody else is probably going to talk about it that much because it's much more of a, a smaller show. Yeah. Uh, it's an Australian series. It's on Channel 7 over there. It's on Netflix in the UK. I'm not sure about the US. I think it's like a uh, international distribution type thing that, that they can have. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's about uh, Chelsea and Lola. They work together. They meet at this bus stop. And they get roped into this like drug deal type thing. So a little yeah. bit sort of Breaking Bad-esque. I don't know if there's a fourth season, but the third season ends where you could leave it or you could go back. Yeah, so not, it's in- not
0: not cancelled or renewed yet. Uh, yeah. But the third season only went out in October last year in Australia. So mm. there's plenty of time for them to renew it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Came out in, in December over here on uh, yeah. on the 13th. But um. so yeah, if it does get cancelled, it won't be like, oh, we don't know what happens to them because it right, ended it in a satisfying kind of place but uh, I'd like to see more of it sure really good show Uh, people should go and watch that and then um, the last thing is uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse which I I did review when that came out December something yeah really good Spider-Man film with that and everything and it was kind of interesting for them to take a different approach and do like you know this isn't part of the MCU but this is clearly part of its own thing like what Venom tried to do it's their own kind of little animated universe that they've sort of made and I know that they've done something similar with the Disney XD series which right. has the same type of characters but this is like its own film kind of universe and everything mm. um, but I thought that was really good as well we've got a lot of Spider-Man going around at the moment which is good uh, yeah. I actually posted a uh, the rebirth of Spider-Man article today which talks about all the different kind of versions and right, yeah, and yeah. how that's sort of great and everything so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoy old, it out.
0: yeah I mean I'm old enough to remember the old 70s TV live-action <laughs> TV show so yeah, you know yeah. Uh, but yeah I I haven't seen it yet but it's got some very very good reviews it's certainly when the uh, home release comes out it's one that I definitely going to be watching I think
1: yeah and the way they the way they paid tribute to uh, Stanley was was really nice as well oh, so yeah. yeah and the way they, they paid tribute to him in the uh, the third DLC piece of the of the game yeah because they could didn't get something edited in time for the second piece, but the uh, the last DLC piece came out recently. Yes, uh, and they did a good job with that as well. So, good, good, uh, good. Yes, thank you, Stanley. Thank you very yes. much.
0: Yes, I've got to go and play the DLCs as well. I still haven't done those. Cool. Uh, um, that's all my stuff. So yeah, for me, uh, gaming wise, I it was obviously the Steam Christmas sale for those of you <laughs> with PCs who know what a wallet-draining time that is. So um, I bought a number of new games. A lot of them actually early access games, which I usually. Stay away from, but there was a few that came up which piqued my interest, so uh, I picked a few of them up. Uh, The... One that I started off on was called Stranded Deep. I Basically, I you know I'm a huge fan of Subnautica, which is uh, you can actually get on console now as well. And uh, yeah. I urge you to go and buy Subnautica if you haven't. I thought that was a phenomenal game. And uh, I've been playing it on and off in early access for years, but it got it's finally got its PC release at the start of the year. And at the end of the year, they did a console release for it as well. Subnautica is absolutely brilliant. It's scary without being overly scary. It's not zombies you're basically stranded on an ocean planet and you've got to build stuff to try and survive uh, but there is this big alien mystery that's in there as well so it's it's wonderful wonderful fun uh beautifully done and uh, i would thoroughly recommend subnautica to anybody there is a well it's not an expansion it's um called Subnautica Sub Zero coming out. Uh that's getting early access release on the PC, I think, next month. It's actually its own standalone game, but it's using a lot of the engine, I think, from the original. So cool. uh there's that coming up because it's gonna be a different place, different character, but same sort of principle, but it's in a frozen kind of wasteland. Very, very much looking forward to that because they did such a good job with the first one. Lots and lots of feedback, and lots of development. You can go and see what they're working working on it's just really good developers, very, very impressed with them. So but obviously I'm waiting for that to come out. So I was looking for things that was kind of similar. Uh one of them I stumbled across was called Stranded Deep, which is you stuck on an island and you have to uh, build rafts and stuff, and and oh
1: yeah, I saw this on the Xbox Store.
0: Right, okay, and yeah. uh, it's it's still in early access, Stranded Deep at the moment. It's not like full blown game, so I played with that mm-hmm. a little bit, and I like the mechanics they've got into it. And it's you know it's kind of chopping down trees to create rafts and build buildings, and you can jump from island to island. And uh, they're still developing stuff. They're developing different, more diverse islands because everything's a little bit samey at the moment. Uh but there's there's a lot of fun to be had just kind of building rafts and you can build a gyrocopter and motorboats and all sorts of things with that. So that's really good fun. Oh. Um there is a game called The Forest which is again is another similar survival game. That's actually I think on full release now it might still be an early access but you can certainly finish the game if it isn't. I mean uh that that is again you you're stuck on an island it's it's one big island in this particular case there is some sort of mystery going on uh you're play you, you start off with a plane crash so you start off the plane crash site mm-hmm. you've then got to build things to be able to survive now there are various versions of the game because on the normal settings there are cannibals on there. And they come, they come out at night and attack you. I find that intensely annoying when I tried playing through it the first time because it's one that I bought a while ago and should sort have of left. They then introduced a a peaceful mode, uh, which takes all the cannibals out of it. So all the animals and stuff are still in there, and uh, they can still kind of give you quite a nasty nip. But the cannibal st- stuff is all gone, so it still works even though you've taken all that element out of it. So I. I rather enjoyed doing that because you can go around and again you're you're building things and there is this mystery because you find sort of locked doors and stuff. There's an element of kind of lostness about it but mm. uh, that I, I really quite enjoyed and like I say I played through it in peaceful mode because I didn't want to have to deal with the cannibals and uh, I I like building things you know so I that was, was yeah. really good fun. I, I
1: want f- to mention a game that's in a similar genre to this that you should avoid uh, it's called Ark Survival Evolved and basically the reason ah, you should yes. avoid it is because it runs terribly on every system that is out yes Uh, specifically runs quite badly on the switch um, right. Okay. And uh, there was this controversial thing about it where they had they, the game was still in early access and it was still in the, basically the same state it is now. Mm. Uh, and then they tried to release DLC for the game, uh, <laughs> so that doesn't make sense. So I just yeah. thought I'd, I'd put that out there. I,
0: I've I've heard a lot. I've actually have got a, cop of, a copy of Arc. I bought it in one of the sales and was not impressed with it at all. I yeah. Definitely, if you're looking for something to replace Subnautica there are better games out there. And I was not impressed at all with Ark. I really didn't fill me with any amount of joy or fun. Uh, so I've not played very much on it. I've done a few hours on it and just, I, it's not very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a game called The Universe Sim, which again is another early access game. This is going back to one of those sort of old school kind of god games where you're, you're floating above a world <laughs> where you there are lots of you start off with a kind of Adam and Eve situation and uh, then they kind of multiply and you get more of them and you've got to kind of build up this uh, this city and they build more and more things as as it goes along and you develop technology and that sort of stuff so there's tech trees and all that sort of stuff really really good fun they've again it's it's an early access game so you know some of the tech bits of tech are missing and and that sort of thing but uh still a lot of fun to be had with it in the state that it's in at the moment it's, it's really nicely designed they've got some nice voiceover work for it uh it's got a, just a very nice smooth feel to it you know they've they seem to be working hard on kind of knocking the edges off it so very much enjoying that and the other game that I was playing is a it's another crafting game it's called uh my time at portia it's a team seventeen game I'd sort of avoided it it's been out for a while again i I think it's Still in early access as well. But uh, you turn up at this, this town called Portia to take over your father's engineering. Business And you get given a kind of shed and there's some basic sort of tool stuff and you start building things for the local town. And uh, there is a plot line that sort of runs through it and various events happen, like things crash into the town or, you know, something goes missing. There's townsfolk that you've got to go and help. It's got a sort of quite a cutesy graphic style, which made me kind of avoid it to start off with, but it actually works really, really well. And uh, I'm having great fun with that because you can build sort of bigger and better things and you upgrade your house and you upgrade the uh, workbenches and you can build sort of larger and larger stuff and there's sort of horses and cars and all sorts of things in there. So, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying playing that at the moment. Uh, On the TV side of things... You has been the main thing that I've been watching, which is the Greg Volante series, which you know, took a age to come out over here. It's now, I think it was on Lifetime. It was a co-production with Lifetime for season one. And then mm-hmm. season two is purely a Netflix show because it's it's been renewed for a second season. It's about a guy who becomes obsessed with a girl who uh, walks into the bookshop that he owns. And uh, he starts to... Uh, look her up on social media and uses social media to find stuff about her life and becomes a bit of a stalker. To uh, uh, and uh sort of things develop from there, really. I, I would describe it as sort of dexter done by the CW. It's, it's about the closest <laughs> things I can. It, it's because it's it's got elements of that sort of serial killer kind of creepy vibe to it. Right. But it's very much a CW Greg Berlanti type's show. You know, it's it's very much in that sort of vein. So it's a sort of teen drama type thing. What's really interesting is the two lead characters. I can't remember the guy's name, actually, uh, which is terrible. But uh, the, the girl is called Beck. And you're sort of rooting for the guy, who is not a good bloke. I mean, he is a stalker. And, uh, you know, he's done some fairly bad things in his life. But you end up finding yourself rooting for the guy because the girl is so annoying and such a mess. And and you kind of think, yeah, you know, yeah, you are sort of trying to help her, even though you know your methods probably aren't the greatest, but you are trying to help her it's been a really fun series it's 10 episodes long I'm uh, two episodes from the end at the moment but uh, yeah definitely worth going to watch if you've not seen you it's on Netflix now you can go and watch that
1: yeah I've not I've not started yet because I was watching um, Big Little Lies so
0: yeah. I'll watch it soon then. yeah that's that's one I definitely recommend um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch that came out mm-hmm. as well sort of dropped as a surprise over the Christmas period really good very interesting even though it has delayed the fifth season of Black Mirror somewhat due to the fact that it's a hellishly complicated things to do because essentially it's, I a, imagine so, yeah. it's a TV show about a guy in the 80s developing an early 80s sort of choose your own adventure game and the TV show is also choose your own adventure so there are, are multiple different ways, like they reckon there are thousands of ways that the show can actually go together I've only actually watched through it once, so I will go through and do it again. There are apparently five official endings to it I mean, obviously I, I got to the end of the first one, I got one of them, so I'd be interested to see what other endings you could possibly get out of it. But, uh, yeah, really enjoyable, very, very black mirror, very, very dark. Um, yeah. but I, but I would, yeah, go and go and watch it, it's fabulous.
1: How many times did you get the because you get like, was it an end credits option, and then you get a like go back to this option? I, yeah. I saw that about four times, and then there was an ending that I got, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just choose this here, but I might go back and see if if there's if there's others that I I didn't get, yeah, I, I did. Get, I did get to the I'll just say the Netflix dialogue stuff, and yeah. that was that was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, very very full wall breaking.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah i I, uh, I did that as as well i i think there is possibly one proper ending and then the other endings maybe have you bounce back uh i so i d- i don't know uh but uh yeah i i i actually got a couple of those endings and then it kind of gives you the option to sort of rewind so yeah. i did get a couple of those and i'm not sure if I'd, I'd have to go and look up what the five what they're calling the five official endings are so i don't know whether our, our five kind of definite endpoints or whether there are of you know four and one definitive endpoint. i'm not entirely sure but uh i've really enjoyed it I, it's well well worth going to watch if you've not watched that
1: a lot of people are saying like you know because people pirate stuff and that and everything how that would work if it was if you watched it on like and you know an mm. online site or something or i don't if know even- I if, can't imagine. I, I you mean, can. I mean, if you watched it on, let's say, your PC through a browser or something, I assume you could use a mouse. but I don't know how that would work, but you, you shouldn't watch things like that anyway. So no, no, I mean, uh, that you, way anyway. You should, yes, yes, um, you should watch it through Netflix. Yes, you should watch it through Netflix.
0: So uh, Outlander came back as well. I've been uh, catching up on the se- that series. Uh, really, really enjoying the current series. It has them in America this time around, dealing with lots of stuff with the daughter. So uh, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Outlander is a great show if you've not watch that luther season five of course out on the bbc i still haven't watched the last couple of episodes of that so mm. i need to go back to it but uh I've, I've
1: seen the i've seen the first three of this season so i've got one left yeah um it's pretty good there is a lot of well i can't really say too much but i can't say what i was about to say without spoiling much but no. uh it's still pretty good though at what it tries to do everything. yeah and i like that it's, it's nice and short as well you don't have to have a 16 episode 23 episode season or something absolutely yeah, yeah can you definitely. imagine a 23 episode season of luther oh it'd be yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no
0: it's it's done very much in that tradition of kind of short-run british dramas and it, it, it yeah. works really well in that format so i'm very happy plus the fact that Id- idris elba's got like two other shows running plus all the film work at, right now so i don't think you can get him to do like 16 Hope. episodes
1: hopefully uh future james bond <laughs> we shall see well yes yes (laughs) i
0: i doubt it'll ever happen but yes uh and uh marvel's runaways came back for its second season as well which uh the novelty of this season being they're actually runaways so uh which they weren't for the entire first season so um yeah that's be really good it's uh there's two episodes out
1: for that at the moment
0: Two episodes in, definitely uh, one of the more solid series out to the Marvel stuff. So we're thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoying that.
1: Yeah, I really like the kind of dynamic they've got at the moment and the actual like, okay, on the run stuff and how are they going to like figure things out and their powers and their parents are still looking for them and stuff and how is all that going to work? But um, I'm enjoying it more than the gifted at the moment.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think ratings wise, it's probably doing better than the gifted in the US as well. So uh, Mm. interesting. But uh, yeah, no, I I am kind of with you on that. So uh, that's the stuff we've been doing. The other thing, of course, that happened over Christmas is there was the Geek Tad Awards. We've also had the BAFTAs last night, but everybody talks about the BAFTAs. So we're not going to go into that. But uh, the Geek Tad Awards were out. So you all voted in your thousands to uh, pick your favorite shows in various different categories i just thought we'd have a little look through the list we're not going to spend too long on this but we'll just okay. go through the list on uh, i
1: know uh, two of the winners i haven't actually seen the, the rest of them because i had that issue with my phone where i couldn't see the screen <laughs> oh so, yes yeah, yeah yes
0: um so, so yeah we had uh, a few thousand submissions which was was great thank you for everybody that voted we uh, yeah. we picked the winner winners out they've very happily been notified and had their their stuff sent so uh, that's all good yeah some interesting things came up i mean uh best new non-sci-fi drama Uh, Killing Eve won that out of uh, Bulletproof Burden of Truth Jack Ryan Seal Team and The Good Doctor but Killing Eve won that Jack Ryan came second but it was not a close second Killing Eve got like almost 40% of the vote so you know I like them both yes yeah good um, best returning non-sci-fi. It's interesting because it was Suits that won this, which, you know, is a great show and I love Suits. And uh, it's interesting to see because it, it's won sort of the bronze and silver award up until now, but it's the first time it's taken the gold. And I suspect that's partly the Meghan Markle effect of more people watching it. Ironically, now it's not on normal broadcast TV and it's on Netflix mm. because of the medical Markle stuff. I suspect more people are watching it. But they, they it, when the press talk about it, they talk about, oh, it, you know, it's a little-known show – and he's like, it's not a little note show. It's a very, very well note hmm. show. So yeah. Just because it's not some awful reality TV thing doesn't mean that it's not little <laughs> little known. Anyway, it's always annoyed me that. Uh, so yes, that came top. Better Call Saul came second. The Blacklist came third in that list. Nice. That's good. Um, best limited series, The Bodyguard, which, I, I mean, won by a ridiculous amount as well. That was almost 40% of the vote. A lot
1: of people saw that, didn't they? So.
0: Yeah, well, it was a BBC yeah. series. It was one of the biggest shows for the BBC in like 10 years. Uh, incredible. Yeah incredible series really really solid don't know whether they're going to do another one of it yet which is why it's in the limited series category um the bbc and the writer are apparently working on the possibility of doing another series of it but they haven't kind of settled on anything yet they need to decide what they're going to do with it but uh, yeah i mean i just definitely well deserved winner uh, black mirror came second with that uh, mm. I, and I suspect partly because of the fact that Band of Statch came out so uh, new comedy series went to Young Sheldon which is no great surprise given that the amount of love mm. there is for Big Bang Theory out there so I I wasn't hugely surprised that Young Sheldon picked that up what came second in that Good Girls came second in that so oh, uh, although uh Young Sheldon was ahead by like it was 35% of the vote or 36% of the vote and Good Girls was like 11% so Hmm. Um, there there is quite a drop off between first and second place but uh, yes that gave second so uh, that that seems quite popular returning comedy series Brooklyn Nine-Nine I I think predictably won that category so uh, that's all good will and grace came second and marvellous mrs Maisel came third which i was very very happy about because i adore that show on uh, best new sci-fi si- or fantasy series now this was interesting because i was very surprised at what won this uh not that it didn't deserve it because i actually thought it was a great show but lost in space the netflix reboot of the classic 60s show was the thing that came top on that. Mm, narrowly I've seen that, yeah. Very, very narrowly beating a Discovery of Witches uh by like there was only one percent between the two of them. But um yeah, Lost in Space won that. Altered Carbon came third, but only just beating the Orville. So you know they they were very, very close in some of the categories of that. The for the uh sort of top place and second place. But um, yeah, Lost in Space. Uh, I mean, it, it's a really, really good adaptation of it. And um, I just thought it was that was an interesting one to to sort of win out, really. So there you go. Returning sci-fi fantasy series, Doctor Who, I, I think predictably won that. Sure. Wesker World coming joint second with The Handmaid's Tale, actually. Uh, there was, couldn't get, anything in between them, they were they were close. And then humans coming third. It's one of those things that certainly in that category, Doctor Who was always going to win out and it won by a fairly sizable margin. So uh, I think that's fair. On new comic book series, Runaways came out top for that. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so yes, very happy with that. Sabrina coming second, fairly close behind and then uh, Krypton coming third on that one. I, I guess it helps that Runaways is on a mainstream channel and it's superhero related where Sabrina, I think, is a bit of a sort of mixed bag and it's more sort of fantasy, I guess. Returning comic book series, Walking Dead, despite all the criticism of <laughs> Walking Dead and, and people talking about it as Doom, which it's clearly not going anywhere, not if they have anything to do with it over at AMC uh, still very comfortably won that category with 22% mm-hmm. of the vote very very comfortably won the category and uh, I mean still got a lot this of fans season like
1: was those was, was better than the last two seasons yeah, so, definitely yeah definitely with, was. Uh, Angela coming in
0: certainly I mean if if there was a most award for most improved that would be the show that would I think it. so
1: yeah I would agree with
0: that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming second Gotham coming third in that cool British TV show of the year now usually Doctor Who would be in a good chance for very very good place for this but Bodyguard this year absolutely trounced it again with almost 40% of the vote Doctor Who came in second with 25% of the vote called The Midwife came in third just a lot of love for Bodyguard out there which leads us on to our next category which is Best Male Performance which went to Richard Madden for Bodyguard Uh, Hmm. second place went to Andrew Lincoln for Walking Dead so you know well he won't be in it next year Yes, (laughs) well yes last time you could have the opportunity to do it Yeah, Uh, and Freddie Highmore for third place for Good Doctor which is a fantastic is that the uh, the lead character for that? Yeah, that's the lead, yeah. lead okay. character, plays the autistic doctor, and that um, and he's a fabulous performance. Not that much for Keir Gilchrist on uh, Atypical unfortunately, but uh, I guess that's because it's not anywhere near as big a show. Over on best female performance, this was an interesting one because we put Jodie Comer up against Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, and uh, Jodie Comer completely transferred the competition with thirty percent of the vote, winning uh, Killing Eve. She played the killer in that. Right, um, right. So and uh, does Sandra. Was, was actually way way down the list Melissa McBride coming second and Elizabeth Moss Moth, Moth coming third so Melissa McBride for The Walking Dead Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale moving away from TV Game of the Year we got uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 obviously top that list Spider-Man 2nd right. God usually, of War 3rd like, re-
1: it's usually Red Dead or God of War this year yeah, for, yeah. Uh, well
0: God of, God of yeah. War 3rd um, Red Dead Red Dead top Spider-Man 2nd in this so um, yeah. good result and it is a great game Movie of the Year this initially was fairly close but uh, I there was no one else that could take it really Avengers Infinity War it had to be <laughs> uh, Deadpool 2 yeah. coming in a reasonable 22% save second, but uh, Avengers completely trancing everybody else. Black Panther coming in third. So uh, good for Marvel, whatever, you know, all top three spaces went to Marvel. But uh, But,
1: but Bird Box was too late, I assume. Yeah,
0: Bird Box was too late for that list. Most anticipated new series. Now, this was interesting because it was very, very, very close. Watchmen coming out top for this Mm. in terms of new series. Titans only like point couple of percent behind it. (laughs) <laughs> uh but titans of course we know when that's coming uh we don't know exactly when Watchmen is coming we're assuming it's coming to sky atlantic because it's a hbo series so it should be should uh, be yeah mandalorian coming third which we don't know where or when if that's going to air over here but uh yes mandalorian which is the new star wars series coming third which are coming fourth on that. So, uh,
1: yeah. All, all very, very good shows, or
0: yeah. probably should be very, very good there's, shows. I so. mean, you know, there's yeah. some amazing stuff coming out next year. I mean, the other stuff in that list was Good Omens, The Boys, Umbrella Academy, Snowpiercer, Deadly Class. I mean, there's some brilliant looking shows coming.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, most anticipated game of next year Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, um, yes, I mean, <laughs> while the love of Star Wars might have like dipped a little bit in recent years, the gamers are still very much on board and uh i think this looks like it could be a really interesting game despite the fact that we don't know anything about it particularly because yeah, they it announced, was announced it. in a weird way yeah because it was sort of like oh yeah we've got this coming and that's pretty much all we know about it there's we know it follows a young padawan we know it's a it's a single player and we know it's story driven that's about all we know about it so yeah i i mean fingers crossed that it's good but we'll have to wait and see tom clancy's the division coming second kingdom hearts three coming third in that category and uh, then most anticipated movie of next year, uh, Avengers Endgame. I, I mean, it had to be given the won <laughs> the previous one. Uh, so Avengers Endgame coming top, although we had it as Avengers Infinity War 2 because at the time we put the awards up, we didn't know what it was going to be called and then they announced it. So uh, Avengers yeah. Endgame, Toy Story 4, and uh, then Star Wars Episode 11.
1: It's going to be a big year for Disney. 2019. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, on top of that, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got, for Marvel, yeah. As well, because you've got Spider-Man: Far From Home coming, and you've, the live action
1: stuff of uh, Aladdin, Lion King.
0: Yeah, a live action Aladdin, live action Lion King. Yeah, I mean, there's a Dumbo. There's, is that coming out as well? I'm not sure whether that's this year or next year, oh. but yes, there is a Dumbo coming as well. I, I mean, it's interesting because previously. Oh, with, oh yeah, I'm frozen yeah. too. Uh, pre- previously, when we've done the most anticipated movies in a Star Wars year, we've taken Star Wars out of that category because I'm just sort of most anticipated movie except Star Wars. But because of the backlash that there was with the last one, I thought I'd put it back in, and it's interesting to see that uh, you know it's very much been trans by Marvel this year because that was mm. a very very comfortable win for it was like 35 well, ends of in the both, life. so Yeah, so yeah. I mean it's all good news for Disney. They don't really care, right? So. Right.
1: Uh,
0: um, so, yes, but uh, I thought that was interesting. Star Wars in third place. Very much looking forward to, to next year. It, well, to this year, really. This year, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, there's, there's going to be some very interesting stuff coming out. TV and movies and gaming looks very, very good. Yeah, um, as long
1: as I mentioned Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: yes yes Game of Thrones coming back as well which for the uh, final season there was a little clip of Game of Thrones in that little um, thing that they released last night on
1: HBO I think it's on HBO's YouTube channel
0: yes it is it is is around little clip of that little clip of Watchmen as well so uh, yeah, very very interesting that's the Geek Town Awards for this year we will of course be back in December for a new awards and another big prize coming out as well but thank you to everybody that entered I'm very Very, very grateful. It's been really good fun. Now we'll move on to some TV and film news. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. So we kick off the TV and film news this week with renewals, cancellations, and pickups. The uh, first one we have, there's a number of cancellations which sort of snuck out just before Christmas. This one actually came afterwards, but uh, first one was Vikings is apparently going to end with its sixth season, which is fine, I think. Six seasons yeah. is a solid run. They're all written by the one guy. It's one all-encompassing story of uh, the sort of rothgar and his protégé. So,
1: okay, I don't I, know anything it's, about it. It's,
0: <laughs> It basically follows the lineage of, of one particular Viking family is is essentially what it is. And I think they've possibly just got to the end of that story because what they are saying okay. is there is a follow-up series or they're, they're in talks to make a follow-up series, which is going to be based in the Viking era as well. So it's possible that they're just going to end this because it's the end of, of that story and uh, they're going to do sort of something else focusing on a different bit of, of Viking history, possibly. We don't know much about what's going, what the follow-up is going to be, but we'll have to wait and see.
1: of people getting confused about other headlines a bit putting out there. Some people think it's like cancelled
0: no yes it's not it's not cancelled it is being ended by the people that make it there's a very very big difference between those two things so it will get a proper solid decent end I think we're on the second half of season 5 now so they've got season 6 to do so they they know what they're doing it will end with season 6 and then there may be a follow up series afterwards if they agree terms on it the same writer of Vikings is actually also making a uh, show with Martin Scorsese about the the caesars the early caesars of rome which i'm very very interested to see okay so uh, that will be another good one to look out for i think that's hbo series so uh, we'll have to wait and see if and when that turns up one that snuck out just before christmas z nation or z nation depending on which side of the atlantic you are that's been cancelled by sci-fi us after 5 seasons which is a is a real shame but it had uh,
1: really really low ratings it had yeah. like 300,000 Mm. or 400,000 which is really that, that, I, mean, low. That,
0: I mean it's, it's that's uh, you can get away with that sometimes on sci-fi because sci-fi is a smaller yeah. channel but that's low even for sci-fi they are bringing uh, Black Summer which is a kind of prequel of sorts that's coming to Netflix this year later this year I think it's it's spring I think they said so okay. uh, that's not, a sci- not going on sci-fi in the US that's going to be Netflix worldwide and that is going to be a, a kind of prequel to the Z Nation stuff it's not not gone entirely, it will be different sort of characters that sort of set in the same universe. It's a sort of fear they're fear the walking dead to the walking dead kind of, I guess. Right. But that's called Black Summer that's coming to How Netflix. How come
1: Netflix didn't just pick up Z Nation and like conclude it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. maybe they decided that it wasn't worth it and they'd already got Black Summer coming, so mm. I I don't, I don't know. know. I mean you never know. It's it was only cancelled just before Christmas. You never know, it might make a triumphant return, but who knows. NBC have cancelled Midnight Texas, which I know upset quite a lot of people. They've also cancelled the sitcom called Marlin, which I think people are less upset about but uh Midnight Texas has gone unfortunately again it would have survived probably on something like a you know a smaller network but not an n b c there pretty ruthless and they were both fairly low rated as well that's going elementary is going to end after seven seasons which again is a solid run uh, i don't have a, an issue with that coming to an end it's been fairly low rated although it has sold really really well abroad for uh for the studio so okay i, I think it, it's got to a point where there's only so long you can do that sort of stuff and i wouldn't surprise me if the actors wanted to move on to something else that i think it, it got to the point where they would have either had to have renewed their contracts because their initial contracts were seven seasons. So they would have had to have renewed the contracts if they were going to carry it on further and they decided not to because that's when it gets expensive because you've got to pay them more because it's a contract negotiation and that sort of stuff. So I I think that's fine. I enjoy that show, but I think it's had a good run so that's fair. Harlots which is a show which I wasn't that aware of I have to say. It previously went out on ITV Encore in the UK. It's a co-production, was for for the first season, a co-production with Hulu. It's now been picked up by Play because I ITV dropped out after the first season so it's the second season was a purely Hulu production which means that ITV didn't get to air it so it's now back on in the UK it's going to be on Star's Play first season goes on on the 18th of January second season will go on from the 14th of February that's going on and all eight episodes will be on from the 14th of February for the second season of that and it's got a third season incoming as well so uh, that's on Star's Play which is the add-on channel for Amazon Prime so I think it's 5 a month or four night and something like that for that. On to renewals, uh, Ray Donovan renewed for a seventh season. I still haven't watched the sixth yet, but uh, that's always good news because Ray Donovan is a great show. Cole Pilkington's The Sick of It has been renewed for a second season, which is good news because that was a yeah. funny series. Yeah, I quite like that. Hopefully they renew Sick Note as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about Sick Note yet, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina being renewed for 16 more episodes. That's on top of the 20 episodes it was originally renewed for so we've got season one. We've got we've, which has been out. We have the Christmas special. We've got season two coming, which is another ten episodes. They're then going to be sixteen episodes after that, which will probably be split into two halves. Right, so are going to be more to come. Yeah, lots more yeah. to come. 36 episodes, into well, plus a Christmas special. So lots more to look forward to if you like, Sabrina. And uh, Netflix have also renewed The Last Kingdom for its full season, which is the uh, Saxon sort of... It's it's like Vikings, but from the other side, basically. <laughs> um, it's, it's the Saxon side of Vikings. That's coming back for fourth season, which is now entirely a Netflix show. It was a BBC show. BBC dropped out of it and uh, Netflix carried it on. So it's now entirely a Netflix-based show. You can find all the first three seasons on netflix and the fourth season will be coming presumably either later this year or next year moving on to some slightly bigger stories one story that came out just before christmas sky one has ordered a gchq work-based comedy called intelligence but it's starring david Schwimmer, which i thought was kind of interesting because it's a british show so um we've had a couple of these recently there was another one with rob lowe joining a itv drama which mm-hmm. I thought was a bit weird. So uh, I, I think they're all trying to get out of Hollywood and come over here to work to escape Trump. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, this one is a six part comedy series. Uh, it comes from actor writer Nick Mohammed. It's based in Cheltenham, set at the UK's highly regarded government communications headquarters, which is otherwise known as GCHQ, which is kind of uh, the UK's big listening station for the people that check your emails. Um, <laughs> when a power hungry, maverick NSA agent, played by David Schwimmer, comes to join the inept, computer analyst, played by Mohammed, a newly formed team tackling cybercrime and everything they know is up so that's the basis for it so it is going to be a comedy it's very much what david Truman does well it's, i don't know it looks it's kind of an interesting idea the idea of a sort of comedy set at gchq i think is a sort of an, an inept like workplace comedy set at gchq i quite like the idea of this
1: maybe it could work i like david Truman and i'm still watching uh friends at the moment i'm yeah. on late season seven i think right okay so yeah it's i mean it'd be good to see him in, in some other stuff as well i know he's done other stuff since since Friends, obviously, yeah. but uh, more more comedy stuff as well. Because I know he was in the the OJ Simpson
0: yes. thing. Yeah. yeah, he was in
1: that as well. But yeah, uh, no, yeah, he was this, great. This good.
0: Yeah, he was really good in the OJ thing. He's not done a huge amount since. But then, given that they the cast of Friends apparently individually received twenty million a year. In royalties from friends repeats it's not like they actually need to work ever again so you know but you can be very choosy about the project so i think this is kind of interesting that this is what he's decided to go and do so um, it's coming to Sky, don't know when, coming to Sky 1. So I have to wait and see. It's called Intelligence, but that's one to keep an eye out for. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. And the other news story that dropped this week was that uh, the CW has ordered the Batwoman pilot that was long rumoured when they first cast Ruby Rose as Batwoman, but they have actually ordered the pilot now. So we could be getting a Batwoman series, which nice. uh, having now seen the uh, Elseworlds crossover, yeah. yeah, I can see that work. I I think it's interesting I think what they set up there was was quite nice I do wonder if they're setting this up as a replacement for Arrow which is coming up to what it's seventh or eighth season something like that yeah Um, yeah uh, and as you know, that's the time when like, t- contracts come up for renewal and things become trickier to get renewed. I mean, apart from the fact that he's on CW and they pretty much automatically renew everything. <laughs> but um, it could yeah. be getting to a point where the cast start to decide that they want to do other things. So, I mean, you you could see maybe Arrow start to wind down and you know this start to take over possibly. Or it could be that they're going to run Arrowverse shows throughout the year because they're yeah, already cause moving them the around so yeah. you either have an Arrowverse show on every night or you run them staggered throughout the year, maybe. So you keep some of them for crossovers and maybe run the others. I mean, well, you don't need it to be on air when they're doing the crossover, actually. In fact, it probably makes shooting the crossover a bit easier if you're yeah. using characters that aren't currently filming. So, But... uh yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a really good sign. Uh, you know, would see Ruby Rose return to the role of uh, Batwoman Kate Kane. They did announce some other casting as well, which I thought was interesting. They've used code names. So there is a <laughs> character called Joseph, who is an ex army colonel who now runs a private security and logistics firm in Gotham called the Crows. That actually sounds like it's um, Colonel Kane, who is Kate Kane's dad. So I think there's, they're probably casting for her father. Uh, okay. There's a call, casting call gone out for a, a character called Alexa, who very much sounds like a female version of Joker. There is a character in the comic books called Elizabeth, who is Kate's twin sister, and uh, sort of originally thought dead after a terrorist kidnapping. Turns out that she physically survived, but was mentally broken and sort of went slightly deranged. And she has this sort of... Joker-esque Victorian look to her so okay. that would be an interesting kind of main villain to put in I think and having a sort of family relationship could be quite good yeah I mean they've already got like
1: Gotham City set up because they used the sets that they used in the in the crossover I really liked her in the crossover itself yeah. although she wasn't in it for that long um, I still think what, what we saw of her showed a lot of potential yeah. I also wonder as well like what Batman characters they can use or what sort of tools from those characters they can use because in the crossover they, they do some of that as well like you have Victor Freeze's gun but you don't have Mr. Freeze in there you have like Scarecrow's toxin but not Scarecrow so like what how they can get around that and stuff and I think in the crossover themselves itself uh, they did a really good job of kind of getting around what they couldn't use so like Batman and all these other kind of characters and stuff yeah. and uh, showing what they what they were, were allowed to but no I'm I'm pretty excited for this so
0: yeah I, I think this sounds really interesting they've yeah uh, a couple of other people that they've they've got casting in there there's a Latino character which he's described as Sloan in the show notes, but it, it, she's actually a member of the Crows, the this um, security firm. In this version, uh, she's described as one of their best agents, but also has a secret, although she's now married to a guy she was once in love with, Kate. So it's possible that that is Rini Montoya, who is actually a police detective in the comic books, okay. but they could be using that that as a character. She also has a superhero persona. She becomes the question, which is a, a sort of superhero that has a sort of thing that masks her face. I mean, that that's it may or may not be be her, but that sort of sounds like the area they're heading in. And there is also, there's a character called Landon who is described as an African-American guy in his 20s who is a massive Batman fan and comes from an imper- imperative legacy that provides Batman with some of his gadgets. That can't be anybody but Luke Fox. It has to be Luke Fox, who is the son of Lucius Fox, who is the okay. CEO of uh, Wayne Enterprises and he's a character called Batwing in the comic books. So he's basically Batman in a sort of techno suit. So it's all gadgetry stuff. He's a great character in the comic books as well. So I think that would be an interesting way of getting sort of a not Batman Batman in there. You know, I think that's quite a good way of doing it. And it makes sense with what they've set up with Batman going missing and, you know, Bruce not being there. And, you know, so it makes sense that somebody who is a huge Batman fan would maybe try and step in to fill that void. So I I, I can see how their thinking is there and that kind of works quite well.
1: Yeah, because they haven't announced their, um, like renewal plans I mean I know it's a little bit early still for yeah. like renewals for these shows but they still haven't announced that yet and like Arrow could be renewed for an eighth and final season and then this steps in or, or comes in anyway uh, I mean the one that you can kind of push out the way a little bit scheduling wise is Black Lightning because it's not even part of the Arrowverse yet yeah yeah um, well to like be for, honest like for crossovers and stuff and
0: yeah you can you can sort of push Black Lightning out the way you kind of push Legends out the way because it they They've yeah. not really been using that in the crossover yeah. recently, so you know we'll we'll have to see what they do with it. Yeah,
1: I mean because with the return dates this year, uh, Legends isn't back till April, so they already have kind of pushed yeah. it out of the way a little bit because yeah. the others are back like in in the next couple of weeks. The other three shows and yeah. Supergirl as well. So I don't know. So, but I'm I'm excited about all yeah, this.
0: Yeah, so. I I think it, it looks really interesting. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do with it, but uh, and and if it gets picked up, I mean. It's rare that they don't pick up stuff off Greg Belanti, particularly yeah, I'd, Superhero. I'd be surprised if it
1: didn't get picked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So
0: they've commissioned the pilot so they obviously want it. I think there's a very very good chance this will move forward. But yes, how it will fit into the rest of the Arrowverse, who knows. But it looks like it's going to be slated to join the autumn lineup or it will be mid-season next year depending how long it takes them to Yeah, they could do that, couldn't together. they? So yeah. we'll, we'll wait and see. But um yeah, very very interesting. So that's all the news for this week. Let's move on to highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So, highlights for next week on TV. There are quite a lot, actually, given it's January. Yes, and Netflix likes Fridays. Yes, Netflix really, <laughs> really likes Fridays, particularly Friday the 11th. There's, mm. there's a lot. Um, so, kick off with uh, Silent Witness. That returns for its 22nd season. Jeez. Uh, oh, wow. BBC, BBC One, uh, 8th of January at 9pm for, for that. Catastrophe, that's back for its fourth season on Channel 4. That's on the 8th of February at 10pm. Uh, I should watch
1: that. I just y- haven't
0: yet. So. Yeah, I, I keep on me to watch that. It's it's critically acclaimed comedy and, you know, I just have completely missed it. I imagine it's on all the catch-up things. So Probably should, on all
1: four, yeah. Yeah, probably I, I on all imagine.
0: four. Speaking of, of Channel 4, E4 have got the Charmed reboot. That's coming on the 8th of January at 9pm. The reboot of Charmed with three new sisters generally seems to be going down quite well from what I hear so another CW show so uh, one to watch out for <laughs> LA to Vegas which was a one season show that's coming to the Paramount Network it's a comedy set on the weekend flights from LA to Vegas uh, it's from the team behind Anchorman and Talladega Nights, um, so it's that Will Farrelly kind of comedy mm-hmm. only lasted one season in the US though but 8th of January at 9pm for that one 8th of January is getting a lot of love as well actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Living the Dream yeah. second season of Living the Dream which is the expat comedy starring Uh, Phil Glenister and Leslie Sharp about a family that moves from England to Florida that's back for its second season that's on 8th of January at 9pm as well um, moving off the 8th of January, 10th of January at 9pm, The Orville returns for its second season. I'm so looking forward to this. I adored the first season of the show. It was hilarious. So uh, very, very much looking forward to that. 10th of January on Fox at 9pm for that. Death in Paradise season eight of that. That's a more light-hearted murder investigation in the Caribbean. That's the 10th of January at 9pm for that. Hunted, the reality show where a group of people try to stay off the radar. That's fourth season of that coming 10th of January at 9pm. 9 pm to Channel 4. Better Things, which is a comedy, run on FX, I think, in the US. It's by Pamela mm. Aldon, stars Aldon as Sam Fox, an LA based actress and single mother to three daughters trying to juggle life, mothering, and getting her big break. That's uh, part of this deal that BBC did with FX to basically carry all the new FX shows. That's coming to BBC Two on the 10th of January at 9 pm. Grantchester, season four. 11th of January at 9pm, it's the final season of James Norton in the lead role as the crime-solving vicar. Uh, he's being replaced by another equally hunky crime-solving vicar and that is uh, coming back on the 11th of January at 9pm. The Good Place back on the 11th of January for the last few episodes of Season 3, that will return. Yep,
1: and then we'll have to wait like six or seven months. So
0: yeah, that won't be which sucks, but uh, it's such such a good show. If you've not caught The Good Place, Netflix... Go and watch the first three seasons. It's the best comedy out there by far. Go and watch it. Yeah,
1: can't wait to cover that on uh, Friday. So, yes yeah, and then Star Trek joins it the next week
0: yes so 11th of January this is where we hit all the 11th of January stuff uh, Sex Education on Netflix this is a new coming of awkward age dramedy starring Gillian Anderson and Asa Butterfield this looks very very funny I love yeah. Gillian Anderson she's basically a um, sex therapist who's in rather overly open with her son who gets roped into becoming a sort of sex therapist for his teenage friends it- looks very very funny so that's coming on the 11th of january that's sex education on netflix bull that is the third season of that coming to fox on the 11th of january at 10 p.m friends from college season two of that coming the 11th of january to netflix as well
1: has um, it been two years or one year since that's been on i'm sure I, it I wasn't think it, on last year
0: no i think it was it was late it was like December yeah, uh, 2017 I think so it is a little bit later. Um I I never got around to watching the rest of that. I so. really enjoyed it. It was, okay. it was really good. Yeah. I yeah, I need to go back and try and give that another go. Titans finally finally yeah. finally the DC Titans series that's coming to Netflix on the 11th of January so for season 1 of that. Very much looking forward to finally. Renewed it, for season that. Yeah, renewed for season 2
1: innit? I well uh, I think I,
0: so. I don't know whether they actually confirmed that but I can't imagine they won't renew it because they're only got a limited number of shows on that so right. it's going to yeah. be coming back Crazy Ex Girlfriend second half of season 4 of that coming on the 12th of January that is back call the midwife your mum will be very happy 13th of January she, she needs
1: to see uh, season 7 oh no yeah because the, the last episodes available on Netflix are the 2016 Christmas special so oh, she's no. missing uh, season 7 is it not an on there uh, no it's not on there
0: Yeah, oh, that's uh, and Poldock
1: only got two seasons on there which she watched and she's asking me about, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, so season season eight of that, uh, season eight of Call the Midwife, that is back on the 13th of January at 8pm. Vera, season nine of that, coming to ITV on the 13th of January at 8pm. Cold's Feet, that is back for its eighth season on 14th of January at 9pm. Murdoch Mystery season 12 of that, 14th of January at 9pm on Alibi. Then True Detective, True Detective season three, so... Uh, given I didn't watch the second season or I watched the first episode, didn't particularly like it and decided not to watch the rest. But as it's an anthology series, you don't need to have seen that. And I'm quite interested in this uh, in this new one. So we'll yeah, have
1: watch, to- uh, If you haven't seen it, watch season one, don't worry about season two and then jump into season three.
0: Yeah, we'll so... have to see what season three is like, but I, I'm yeah. quietly confident that this could be back on track. So uh, Sky Atlantic 14th of January at 2 a.m. but it's then showing again at like 9 p.m. because they're simulcasting it with the yeah. US
1: simulcast on demand type thing that yeah. they do with uh, Game of Thrones and Westworld yes
0: so, yeah. so uh, that's one to look out for definitely and uh, lastly the passage this is Mark Paul Goslier starring drama about a secret government medical facility experimenting with the dangerous virus that can cure all disease or cause the downfall of a human race and there is a little girl that he's got trying to protect who could be the saviour of all humanity that is coming on the 15th of January at 9pm I have a feeling that's a only the day after the US I think I, I don't know they may even be simulcasting that as well actually but um, mm. I mean that's definitely one yeah. to look out for that's a
1: lot of stuff for January especially like early yeah. January which yeah, is good because just- I remember was it last year we had like a massive delay with a lot of stuff
0: yeah, so, yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of that is driven by Netflix. I, very true. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because net, Netflix used to jump into that gap. Netflix saw a hole in the scheduling because all, yeah, all the, the TV shows, schedule, yeah. Yeah. All the scheduling disappeared for like, you know, until about the middle of February. And uh, Netflix went, we'll take that. And it seems <laughs> to have spurred the other channels onto going, ah, we need to try and claw the audience back earlier. So, yeah, um, yeah it's worked thanks Netflix um, so uh, yeah lots and lots of stuff coming in January and it's not slowing down I mean there is there is a load more stuff coming in February and the second half of January I mean the lists are ridiculous unless you've got anything else you want to add uh, I don't think so We said no. quite a lot and yeah. it's
1: going to be like David said a very good year for all this stuff yeah and uh, it's starting early which is good we yes. only have four episodes of a good place so that's bad yes. but uh, we should enjoy those and uh, yeah you can follow me on Twitter at UK that's also where I'll be of course posting stuff because um, it goes through on Twitter as well yeah so
0: go and check out Matt and go and check out entertainmenttalk.org for us as I say there is a lot of air information around at the moment so uh, go onto the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week you can see all the latest air date information we're posting news daily on there if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post to find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash Geek Town and on Instagram at Geek Town UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.